This is my impression of a Northern Ontario Toronto Maple Leaf fan who just watched the Raptors lose to the Bucks. Yeah, so I was sitting there watching the fucking Leaf game, right? And then I was like, all right, so it was in intermission. So I'm like, all right, so you start flipping around the fucking channels. And I'm like, oh, look, at fucking Sportsnet 1. So it's like, oh, it's Raptors, Bucks. Might as well check down to Contum Pole, guys. So I'm like, all right, so I fucking click on the channel. Fucking guys are losing by like 60 points or something like that. So I call up my buddy, right? He's like this huge Raptor fan. So I'm like, hey, bud, like, what's going on with your dinosaurs? He's like, fuck, man, I don't know. So I'm like, all right, man. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos Toronto Raptor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. L Hoopo, E-L-H-O-O-P-O. And of course, I'm here with my main man, A-Rod. And a very, very, very special guest who maybe has snuck your wife into his home once or twice, Mr. J-O. Yes, what's going on, boys? What's going on, boys? A-Rod, why don't you introduce your boy here? I got to introduce the very special guest of the evening, Mr. J to the O, the man, the myth, the legend. Boom. Black Jesus. Oh, the felonious monk. He's just just the man when it comes to ball. He knows all things ball. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Perfect. Well, let's uh, let's jump right in. I'm very happy to have you on the show. We're very happy to have you on the show, man. It's very nice to meet you. And I've heard only good things about you, my friend. So very much. All right. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to what you guys have been doing. It's been it's been exciting. It's been very entertaining. Glad to be a part of it. Uh, and happy to have a good time, man. So let's get going. All right, let's get going. Absolutely. So first thing here, we're gonna jump right in to the Bucks game, which was last night. Now, before we get into this, I want to do this first. What's the one? What's one word that pops into your head that you can compare to that game? One word, Ara. One word. Go. Disaster. Okay. J.O., one word. Uh, expected. Mine, gonorrhea. Okay. <laughs> it was painful. It was painful. It was a painful night. Are we speaking from experience here? <laughs> I'm just saying it's a painful night. All right. So it was a painful night for the Raptors. It was a 128-112. That, that score does not tell you the real story of this game. So I'm not going, I'm just going to lay the table, I'm going to set out the forks, set out the knives, here's your cannolis, here's your espresso, J.O., take the stage. What did you come out of this game, and what did you see while you were watching it? Uh, I mean, there really wasn't much to see that was shocking. I mean, you're going up against the best teams in the league, they're still getting acclimated to Mm -hmm. what their system's going to be, what it's going to look like. If you add a player like Dame Lillard to that system, and it's just going to change everything that you do. They were already great, and then you're making them just that much better. Right. And, you know, to see the score, I thought, to be honest, we'd lost by 30. You know what I mean? It's exactly. just we're not, we're not equipped saying. to deal with teams like that right now. We're not, I think we're 26th in scoring right now. Hmm. You're you're just looking for development. You know what I'm saying? You want to see guys like Malachi. You want to see guys like uh, – I'm not going to put Pascal in my conversation anymore. But you want to see your young guys start to show some steps. And I'm not looking at this season or any of these games as, uh, well, show me something that can 
salvage this season. No, the season's already the season was lost before the tip off. And man, call a spade a spade. They are here developing young guys, seeing who they have, and then hopefully we'll take some steps two, three years into the future. But the Bucks should have blew us out by forty. So I'll I'll take fourteen. Absolutely. Hey, Ro, what would you see? I I gotta agree with uh, with Jo, man. Yeah. You know, most of the times I disagree with him, but like. I got to agree with him completely because we are in the bottom five when it comes to all uh, statistical categories for offense. Mm. Um, even our pace is really slow. I think we're 24th or 25th in the league in mm. pace. So if, if it's not choppy, it's definitely not quick either. Mm. Now we're getting yeah. into this offense, right? So we're having trouble with you know our half-court offense, the transition. When we do try it, it does get a little bit choppy and all kind of janky and like, you know, kind of disheveled. Um, yeah. But with the Raptors, man, it's I, I agree with him. I think the season has been lost before tip-off. I've kind of given up on wins and losses. I've just looked more at the uh, developmental part of it. Like, what can the young guys do for the rest of the season? How can they get better? Are we going to keep some of these guys on the roster? Is it going to be a total overhaul? Um, are we going to have anything to actually be excited about? Because the only guy I'm generally excited about is Scotty. Scotty, yeah. I'm 100% with you on that. And I think the elephant in the room, too, that um, we both should speak on is that they had that little run at the end where they were given a push where Scotty was the head of the dragon on that one. And it was Pascal was sitting on the bench. He was benched. He ended up with 29 minutes, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 11 points. What do you think is the next step with with Pascal and Scotty, because what I see is two guys that they want this to work, but I don't see it working because I see it. It's like, you know, when you put two magnets together, when the science interacts and it just goes away from each other, that's what I'm seeing on the court right now. And I just think if one guy's doing well, the other one's going to do all right. One guy's doing real well. The other one's not doing too good. What, what do you guys think? Cause, and what did you think of the benching by Darko at the end of the game? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I've never looked at Pascal as the guy. I've me never neither, looked at Pascal as a guy. I never thought he would be somebody. Who you say never, I didn't look at him as a guy. Never. <laughs> I used to argue about this, about this a lot with people when yeah. Kawhi was still here. And they say, you know, look at the amount of attention Kawhi gets. Pascal's getting all these one-on-ones. He's just going to develop and develop and develop. We lived in Toronto for a very long time. Yeah, We've watched guys like Chris Bosh. We've watched guys like DeMar DeRozan. The expansion of this league, the overexpansion of this league, forces players who are not stars, let alone superstars, to try to fill that role. Pascal will never be that guy. Scotty has flashes, and I'd much mm. rather watch him develop and take that risk than try to make it work with him and a guy who's at best the fourth player on a championship team. At best, like yeah. I, I can't even say the third, like at, at fourth at best. So. Scotty's your future, and you know I I look back to Andre Iguodala in like 2005 when they drafted him into Philly, and they said he's Man. AI too, and it's no he's not. He was mm. the sixth Andre man Iguodala. Yeah, that's, that's that's his role, man. That's the best guy you can be. Yeah. Let these guys naturally flourish, and let them be who they are. But you're asking Pascal to fill some shoes that he just doesn't have the capacity. I, I've, I've said that before, but especially about the, some, the, the a percentage of the fan base here is that we take a player and then we put him way up here, way above where he's really at. And sometimes that player feeds into that and lets his ego take that and starts to believe that. 
And I think that's a case that's going on here. I think he believes it. And I think he he's living that, but he has to understand. And I don't know I, that that's a move for the for the uh, for the brass to make. And I really do think that they have to make that move soon. Give them a few more games to you know show out a little bit, and then see what they can get out of them. But Ara, what do you think? If you got to take on that, I, you know I, I agree with you guys. I just don't think Pascal is ever going to be the guy that we need him to be. Uh, I don't think the roster is constructed to even maximize what kind of player he is right now. Uh, right. He's not a catch and shoot player either. So it's it's an interesting dynamic with Scotty because if you want Scotty to be ball dominant and you want Pascal to thrive, you need to give Pascal the ball because he does get a few steps into rhythm, finds a spot on the floor and then goes for it. Lately it's been all interior moves and all like kind of driving and you know at the rim stuff. I'm not sure what his finishing percentage is right now, but I can't imagine it's very good if you take away the last uh, Wizards game. Mm. It's probably not doing too well. But you know, OG is more suited for Pascal or for uh, Scotty's game because OG can at least sit in the corner, take a shot when he catches it, doesn't need to dribble, doesn't need to do anything extracurricular, just goes for it. Except but, the slipping and sliding. Around yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just if you have to pick between the two, Pascal or OG, I think OG is the better guy to keep instead yeah. of Pascal. Um, yeah, it's a little bit problematic right now. Let, let's jump on the other side <clears throat> before we finish up with this game. I There's one thing I saw on, on the Bucks side was. Beasley went off and Beasley will have a game where they'll have three points and then he comes and then drops 30. I don't even know what he had. What did he have? He dropped 30 on us. He had eight threes, right? Yeah, so he went nuts. Dame looked looked nice. I thought he was going to go for 50, but then he kind of slowed down second half. But what uh, this is without Giannis, of course. What, what were some of the things? Do you guys think real quick, I don't want to talk about them too much, but do you think they have enough in the tank, enough on the bench, enough in their depth that they can make a real run in the East to try to get out of the East? What do you think? I mean, it's between them and Boston, if I'm being honest. I don't. Yeah, really I call believe. Boston. Maxi looks good, but I don't know if he's going to be able to be a guy who can do that consistently in the playoffs yet. Boston looks ferocious, so mm-hmm. I think it's going to come down to the two of them. And then it's going to be your, your role players. It's going to be your guys who are able to take that extra step on the road. And I, I trust – Milwaukee more. Uh, they've already won championships, and then you're adding Dame to a formula that's proven to work, right? Boston yeah. has the talent, but do they have that extra, that extra, that extra umph to get them to that point? So I think Milwaukee are the favorites right now, if I'm being brutally honest. Uh, and it's their position to lose in the East, and Boston's right on their heels. Uh, but everything I saw last night looked good. Like people forget Dame. Is going through a hell of a situation right now in his personal life, and he's still balling out of control. It's kind of like when Kobe had that case, and he was just dropping sixty every week. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still playing lights out, and he's going through things. Yeah. So, so, like Chappelle said, take the ball, play for your freedom. Well, that's what Adrian Griffin said. Uh, I think Devlin brought it up. Adrian Griffin's like, listen, we're still trying to get this together, and guys are coming in here expecting us to blow teams out by thirty every night, like. That's not the way this works. You have to give us a little bit of time. It doesn't matter if it's Dame Lillard. It doesn't matter if it's such and such. You got You still got to start to make it work, I, right? I agree with that. But, you know, I got a question for you guys since we're talking about guys trying to gel and come together, right? Yeah. You look at what Milwaukee's doing. Few games they were up, few games they were down. Like, I remember earlier in the season they got blown out by, I think, Atlanta. I think mm. it was the second game. They got dominated at home. Mm. They won the first one against Philly. And then after the second one, I think they got dominated at home uh, against Atlanta. You look at their team, right? They've had some good runs, some bad runs. But you look at the Clippers, 
Like that team is a mess. Like the last five games, there is no sense of like chemistry or even roster changes or lineups Nothing. or anything coming together with those guys. No. I just saw some clips from the game last night and and I mean I'm I'm not a James Harden fan in general, but Me neither. you know, a guy like that is a cancer at this point. You know what I mean? You have a team with four ball dominant stars. And and a, not, not to cut you, but but an obvious cancer too. Like, look at this. He just got there. They had something going. And then what? Zero and six. Continue. Sorry, yeah. I didn't want to. It's no, obvious. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. great. And you know, they, I think the formula now is just throw names together and watch crazy things happen. But we've watched this for the last two decades, and it hasn't worked out. Whether it was Iverson and Melo, or whether it was Harden in Brooklyn, or Harden right. in Philly, or sometimes rhythm and and cohesion and and familiarity matter and you're watching what could have been a solid team with uh paul george and Kawhi as the as the heads of the snake and russell westbrook doing his thing off the bench now you're adding a, a whole other atom bomb to this already volatile situation like i they're almost as bad as the lakers to me and that, you know I, I i'm saying a lot but i just don't think they're going to be able to figure this thing out like anytime soon someone's going to go before the end of the season probably harden but they're going to realize they made a mistake really fast real fast couldn't agree more no i agree with that um let let's jump into the the big 23 point comeback against the absolutely rotten washington wizards they came in with Jordan Poole, just absolutely people are just dropping jokes left, right, and center about this poor guy. He, he just thinks he's he's everything to Washington, he's everything to the NBA, and he came in. I expected to see him drop maybe 14, 15 points. I don't know. But what, what did you guys see out of this one? First, actually, first, one word to describe the Wizard game. A-Rod, go. One word. One word. Uh, yeah. Uh, confused. <laughs> I like that. Jail, one the, word. The Wizards Riz. Because anytime Jordan Poole's playing, he's he's impressing somebody in the audience, man. He's looking for the for the baddies in the audience. Man. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be Riz when Jordan Poole's on the court. Maybe that game just gave it, well, it's three words. I, I'd say irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just like so up and down and you just didn't know what was going on. So you kind of just had to sit in your seat and just wait. Um, so, yeah, let, let, let's go. We, we don't have to go too, too deep into this one. But um, it was terrible. I, I wrote on the little Raptors Twitter for this pod. I'm like, that first half made me want to crawl into the dryer. And it really did. It was awful. It was disgusting. Uh, they were put, putting a lot of excuses on the on the live air. It was Devlin. I think it was Alvin Williams. They were like, well, you know, it's tough. I don't know what it is. Come back from a road trip. Yeah, but yeah, this is yeah. Washington. <laughs> I go, no, I see what they're doing. They're putting excuses out here already. I remember when we Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't do this. No, 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 no. Shut the fuck up. Like, they need to be whooping these boys right now. Like, come on, with this weak, soft shit. I'm tired of this. That's one thing. I'm tired of these guys making excuses for these guys. You know what I mean? Like, stop it. These guys are professional athletes. They got cooks. They got masseuses. They got baddies. They got they got everything they want at their disposal. And you're going to sit here and tell me, oh, it's rough because they had to travel. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, okay. Wouldn't that, what, sorry to just jump in, but wouldn't that speak to what the problem kind of is in Toronto? It's, it's, it's culture, right? It's yeah. Like, 
It's it's the NBA in general. I think the NBA has gotten like I'm I'm an old school me too man. 80s 90s guy. Yeah, nobody who's watched that generation could watch this and say it's the same thing. It's not. It's a much soccer thing. But in Toronto in particular, the culture is very coddling. It's very ah oh, get him next time, guys. It's you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> no <laughs> man. Like I, I, much as I hate the Celtics, much as I hate. Paul mm. Pierce, the one thing he said yeah. that's always stuck with me. Yeah, Paul Pierce drives me crazy. We only hang championship banners. Like, that's the standard. Yeah. We only hang championships. We got divisions up there. We got Bon Jovi up in that bitch. Like, you know, we don't we don't hold bon ourselves to a standard of championship basketball. And you see it on the court all the time. It's yeah. Sure. Dad, you remember when we used to hang the Atlantic Division uh <laughs> my come on guys embarrassing like you it should, was embarrassing for that, but that, that's yeah, Toronto, that is true you, you're absolutely right you nailed it right there it, that is a toronto thing for sure hey rob what'd you see with that game let me yeah yeah about earlier because we were talking about our cratering offense in the back um you know earlier on we were talking about just being in the bottom five for all the major statistical categories right mm. uh it's a real problem when we're not playing defense as well too because we are in the top 10 for most major categories for defense right but it's a real problem when you have teams like washington come in and shoot close to 50 percent from three it like today's nba you can go up 20 easily you can come back from 20 pretty easily compared yeah. to what it was back in the day yeah. but it's a serious problem when your offense sucks and your defense that's supposed to be a top 10 defense is not playing like it because you might get away with doing that to washington and san antonio you will not get away with that against like a veteran team, no. especially like you know your Boston, your Phillies, your Milwaukee's, your whatever, right? Yeah. Pick and choose Miami, definitely not. You no. know something like that. Like any team that plays with discipline and organization and has some vets on there, you know this is not happening. So you better be thankful, you know, to your lucky stars that you're playing the Wizards because these guys suck. And like, <laughs> yeah, you you got the dub in the end, but geez, like you made it extra hard on yourself for no reason. It's so extra hard. Made Kuzma look like a, a superstar, like this guy out here. Anyways, um, yeah. I think the one thing I, I did see on the other side with uh, on Washington that I, I like is that rookie they have, uh, Bala Kulabali. Yeah, yeah. Kulabali looks like a nice pickup for them. And speak talking about defense, this guy gets like three, four steals a game whenever he gets the minutes. So. It's that, that good looking out on that. And the Tyus Jones situation. I don't know what happened with, with this guy. He comes in. I don't know. It must just be a, like you, you mentioned earlier, J.O., but like cancerous. The pool, pool must have brought in that cancer in here because it, it just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, there was uh, a video I seen, a clip they uh, were showing. I think it was, who they played before Toronto? Can't remember the game, but some Brooklyn was it Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Thank you. They yeah. had uh, the they had the camera on them in the huddle. Oh, last yeah. game, <laughs> and coach is drawing up the play, and Poole just talking mad shit, and just I, I ain't watching this one, whatever. And as the timeouts dispersing, Poole comes down to look at the play. Everyone's walking away. He doesn't see the play, and they just completely botched the last uh, play of the game. So it's like <laughs> this is your best guy. Like this is the guy Awful. who's going to be the one to lead you guys into the next generation. Like, no, when does anyone ever defend Draymond Green? He has yeah. all of us saying Draymond was right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you should have snuffed him again. Like, right, right. <laughs> I remember when it first happened, I'm like, oh, Draymond, what do we Now I look back, I'm like, no, he deserved Draymond it. Draymond right. Like, yeah. this is a problem, and he thinks he's bigger than the game of basketball. You can see it, 
and yeah. Washington is in for a world of hurt because I don't think he's the guy that's going to take him anywhere positive. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we might as well go there right now. It just happens. Fresh news. What do you boys think about the chokehold? Draymond on Gobert. You see that picture? They somebody zoomed in and go Gobert's face is like, man. Draymond's like, I've been waiting for this shit. I've just been waiting for this shit. Put him in there tight, too. Went from him from behind, which was a little disrespectful. You didn't give him a chance. But uh, what, what, what do you guys think? My, my mind went to Chris Benoit right away. I was thinking <laughs> cross face, but I don't. How do I, I mean? It's it's funny. It was funny to me. Uh, he got five uh, games for it too, which I thought was kind of low. Surprisingly, I thought it was yeah, kind of low. I was the uh, same. Given track record, given how they want the game to look nowadays. Yeah. Um, but I mean, all the parties involved, Draymond being Draymond, of course, Gobert wouldn't do a goddamn yeah. hands up like, hey, soft as fuck, eh? hey, someone put up a meme of him like putting his arms up, and they said, I can almost hear him saying, Sacre bleu. <laughs> it wrote itself, it was like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like, it's you know, it's just it's so funny that you just have to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, Draymond's Draymond, he's gonna do Draymond shit. And I thought he would have got about 15 games, five I thought was a win. For I him. thought it was gonna be 10, I thought they're gonna give him 10, but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's he is who he is at this point. You just gotta own it until you run into somebody bigger and better. Yeah, and I don't think there's anybody bigger and better in the NBA right Imagine now. Imagine he pulled that shit on Anthony Mason. Yeah, <laughs> keep it closer. Boogie Cousins would have. Boogie Cousins would have. Yeah, but yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Like he knows who to do that shit with. So you yeah. picking on a seven foot Frenchman, like dude, like, dude. Come on, man. I know that's weak. All right, all right. So this is a new segment that we bring in every time there's a tough loss, just to bring back some positivity. I call it this or that, and we go through three separate topics. We go through a two dunks and who you think got the better dunk on that one. Two legends. Who you think in your mind is, is is a bigger Raptor legend and a street fight? Who would win? So we're gonna start because of the uh, the Draymond right there. Let's start with the fight. So here's two old Raptors from different different eras. Who do you think would win the street fight? I got Tyler Hansborough versus. <laughs> I already know this is an ass whooping. Tyler Hansborough because I just want to see it. Versus Kevin Willis. <laughs> okay, oh. A Rod, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, A Rod. Kevin Willis without yeah. even hesitation. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just why I just wanted to say it. You don't fight anybody with the hairline that bad. They have nothing to lose. <laughs> they have nothing to lose, bro. Well, I have, the, I have it, I have it. So I know, <laughs> man. This shit was back here. Like, yeah, he's, he's going to jail, no problem. So. <laughs> and what do you what do you call those jeans that you get at uh, Walmart? The, the the original Levi's. What do you call? No, uh, Wranglers. And he wears Wranglers. Wranglers. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Willis wears Wranglers. He's ready. Yeah, you don't play that. <laughs> swimming pool and jeans. He's the, he's about that shit. Man. All right, so that's 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 three zero for 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 Mr. Kevin Willis. All right, so on a, on a legendary front, this one this one took me a second just because I was looking at the history and some things that happened, yada yada. But I got JYD Jerome Williams, the junkyard dog, straight into his truck from Detroit straight to Toronto after the trade, or Amir Johnson. Mm. Who do you think is and, and you know the legend is you can look at whatever you however you want to you know 
make that. But JYD versus Amir, who do you got? I'll go JYD, man. Because I got, a, I got a personal story with JYD, too. Uh, I remember, you know, when Monday Night Raw came to Toronto for the first time in a long time, right? Ended up sleeping uh, just outside of uh, Scotiabank, right? Or mm, ACC wow. back in the day, right? Just to get tickets for this thing. Because, you know, you couldn't go online back in the day, right? So I remember getting tickets, and we got, like, fifth row. So we mm. thought, oh, man, this is crazy. This is amazing. Like, we're going to go. So we end up going. Guess who's sitting one row ahead of us, man? JYD and Bo Pete, man. And I've never seen those guys have so much fun in my life than those dudes, man. So and you're, like, you're for JYD, me, it was just yeah. like JYD embraced the culture. He embraced wanting to be here. Like he was a real Torontonian without actually being born here. And like quickly too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's unanimous. I think JYD. Everyone like has a personal story with JYD, right? Amir, I got love from Amir. I thought he also ingratiated himself to the city, and he really enjoyed his time here. And you know, made the most out of it. But Junkyard Dog's ingratiation was different. Like, that dude became Toronto, right? Like, and you never hear a negative thing about that guy when it was huge. Yeah, he's like, you know what? You put him in there with pinball. Yeah, like, you I mean, pinball I mean? is a standard, but I mean... Standard, you know, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. He's on his heels, right? Like, that's yeah. the kind of impact he had here. And if I hear anybody say anything negative about him, I'll fight him. Like, that's kind of... <laughs> <guy. laughs> I'll talk about him. Like, Absolutely. Me, so I'm with you on that one there, right? Yeah, and you know what? You guys sold me on it. I, 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 I don't know that the heart of Amir and what he it just he laid his whole body out there. It just felt like he was he he was just crippled by the end, and he just gave every last inch to this team and to this city. I was gonna go Amir, but you guys sold me on the fact that it. Jerome Williams is somewhere up here, though. He's he's it's different, and 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 you know. You sold me on that, so I'm going JYD as well. So 3-0 for JYD. It's beautiful. That's beautiful right there. All right, and the last one is this two dunks. Who had the nicer dunk? I'm going to share my screen real quick, and you guys tell me. First one is Tracy McGrady over, I don't even know who this guy is, Cornell. or in, I don't know if you remember this game, but this, this dunk right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, I get that. My lord, I get that. Right cowboy, I remember that one. Yes, indeed. Good day. Right, I'm cowboy. Good day. Look at this guy. Oof. Oh, and then he just rode up. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there's that. Oh, we're gonna get caught for copyright right there. Uh huh. So there's that one. And then there's this dunk right here, which is, we all remember this one. This one is the killer. James Johnson cocked that joint back over Andre Jumman and God. Oh, my God. So I, I remember that game quite a bit. And I remember how, yeah, I remember the bench going crazy for that. I, I remember watching that game, too. Just you know what the problem is with that dunk? It's nice, but Andre Drummond was coming from the side, and he wasn't directly in the line of fire. T-Mac mm. took that guy's soul. Yeah, aesthetically, yeah, he did. aesthetically Tracy yeah. McGrady, he didn't go around him. He went right through that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's a different ball game, man. Whenever you got someone between your legs, pause, it's eight. Right? 
that shit is different. You know what I mean? That shit and then he kind of just like pushed him off too. Yeah. yeah. Right. He was like, oh, hey, I mean, <laughs> that's, you know, like. That's and you know, you know, at that time too, T-Mac had that kind of like animosity a little bit because Vince was getting all the hype. Yeah. Remember T-Mac was, wasn't. That was angry T-Mac. Yeah. Vince was right beside him. Like, ooh, even Vince yeah. was taken aback by that dunk. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like, why, why would I want to go to the dunk, con- dunk contest with you, Vince? Why? Why am I going? Why am I going? Why are you doing this to me? I'm like, oh, yeah. no, I got I got to go Tracy on that one, man. That was Tracy unhinged that last year he was here. Yeah. And uh, as much as it hurt to see him go, it was fun to watch those games, man. He was playing like a man yeah. possessed. And, you know, it was it was uh, it was a good year. Yeah. You, know what's, you know, what's crazy since we're talking about T-Mac, just totally off topic. But um, his first year in Orlando, I would love to see the usage stat of that guy during his first year. Oh, man. Because if you're doing it, like, you know, this day and age, you know, Luca and eight, like, LeBron and all those guys are up in the 30s, right, when they're on that MVP level. T-Mac, he was touching the ball every play during those Orlando years. It was crazy, man. For better or for worse, though, because his usage rate was high, his efficiency rate. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Charles, he's talking about that all the time. He said, you know, if you're averaging 30, but you're taking 30 shots to get there, how much are you really helping your team kind of thing, right? And that, that's when he was in the MVP conversation and things of that nature. So he was dominant, but at what cost? You know what that I was, mean? That like was the 3-1 year, too. Exactly. <laughs> With Doc All right, quickly, boys. Quickly, boys. Not to cut you off, but we only have a couple of minutes left here. Next game is against the Celtics. Celtics coming into town. It's a preseason uh, tournament. Quickly. Predictions. Let's do a score and just a quick prediction of why. Jail. What do you got? Uh, we lose by about 45. Uh, <laughs> why? Because they're better. And it's going to be a really tough, tough task trying to stop Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's just, you know, it's just, it's asking. Even Kristaps Porzingis right now, I don't see who's going to stop him defensively. Like, that's maybe Scotty, but he'll be busy. So I got Boston by way too much. All right. A Rod. Boston by way too much. I got Raptors 2 0. Uh, what happens is Boston forfeits the game because they see the court from that in-season tournament play. I, <laughs> I mean, they're just like, fuck it, I'm not getting off the plane. Somebody Raptor. call a doctor, I can't yeah. see straight. <laughs> <laughs> I Something's mean, wrong with my eyes, eh? <laughs> I, I was trying to paint, and then the next thing I know, my eyes went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, no. I, but, you know, in all seriousness, I got Boston uh, 15 points. I'm going to say they go lighter on the Raptors just because they already played them. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't see this being particularly close. Maybe the Raptors step it up for one game. I, I got. I got Raptors by six. Oh, wow. okay. and I, I haven't called them to win the last four games. So that, that, that okay. I mean this one. I think. I think Darko's gonna. He took the diaper off, and they're just ready to let all out. So <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> I got irritable bowel syndrome on my mind. Gonorrhea. Like I'm a, na- I'm a nasty fuck today. Something's wrong with me. All right, J.O., it was a pleasure, a pleasure to meet you and a pleasure to have you on, on the show. And I, I hope we can do this again. That was a lot of fun, man. Thank yeah, you for coming. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. You guys are – you got something good going on here. It's good yeah, to talk I, about some awesome guys who actually care. Uh, yeah. Anytime you need me back, man, I ain't got nothing going on. I'm here. I'm here. Right. We should get all four. We should get Max on here get all hey, four, man. That'd, that'd be, be great, fun. Man. Right, let's do that next episode if we can make it happen on Sunday. Like I said, man, I ain't got shit going on, but I got four kids. Holla at your boy. I got two kids. <laughs> All right. All right, boys. I will see you Sunday then. All the best, man. This was another episode of the Sports Ethos Toronto Raptor Podcast, and I hope you enjoyed yourself. 
I'm your host, of course, Mr. El Hoopo. That was A-Rod and J-O. And please hit like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And don't forget, you want to put a face to the voice? Check us out on YouTube at El Hoopo. Bye-bye.